Amazing Wildlife, the educational series dedicated to the wonders of the animal kingdom. On this episode, journey to the Appalachians for North America's largest salamander, the Hellbender. The woodworking rodents of the American waterways, it's the beaver. And a soaring giant that once faced imminent extinction, the high-flying California condor. Featuring the world's most fantastic animals, amazing wildlife. The cool, clear, fast-flowing rivers and streams of the eastern United States are home to a unique species. It is the third largest salamander in the world, and it lives almost exclusively in the water. It is known most commonly as the hellbender. The hellbender's flattened body shape and head, plus its slimy skin, help it move through the fast-flowing waters that it needs to survive. Though it possesses lungs, hellbenders take in up to 95% of their oxygen through capillaries in their skin. Hellbender skin has many folds and wrinkles along the surface, most notably along the sides of the body. These wrinkles create more surface area for the intake of oxygen. Their lungs are used primarily for buoyancy. They have a strong, thick tail that aids in swimming and propulsion through the water, though they often will walk on the river bottom. Their short limbs and webbed feet each have toe pads that help them maintain traction and grip on the slippery surface below. The hellbender spends most of the daytime hours lying concealed beneath large, smooth river rocks. It emerges at night to hunt. Exclusively a carnivore, its favorite food is crayfish. Hellbenders use a suction feeding behavior to help uproot crayfish from the muddy river bottom. In addition to crayfish, they are also known to eat insects, small fish, and even other smaller hellbenders. First discovered in the Allegheny Mountain portion of the Appalachian chain of mountains in the eastern United States, hellbenders are sometimes known as the Allegheny Alligator. Other regional names include devil dogs, lasagna lizards, and snot otters. There are two species of salamander, the Eastern Hellbender and the Ozark Hellbender, which is found only in parts of Arkansas and Missouri. Growing up to 30 inches long and weighing up to five pounds, the Hellbender is North America's largest salamander species. Only the Japanese and Chinese salamanders are larger, each of them able to grow up to nearly six feet. Typically, Hellbenders reach a length between 12 and 15 inches long. Their skin is usually a yellowish to olive brown color, though sometimes they may be gray or even black. It is covered in a mucus layer that may aid in avoiding or deterring predators. Like snakes, hellbenders possess the Jacobson organ in the roof of their mouth that aids in chemical detection and smell. They are able to detect certain native fish species, both prey and predator. Like sharks, hellbenders also utilize a lateral line system of sensors along its body to detect vibrations from movement in the water around them, as well as light detection and water pressure. They have lidless eyes but relatively poor vision, relying more on smells and movement detection to hunt and to evade prey such as smallmouth bass and trout. Hellbenders live solitary, territorial lives, only coming together for breeding season between September and November. Males will select a hollowed-out area beneath river rocks for the female to lay up to 500 eggs. Males will guard the nest until the larvae hatch. Like many other amphibians, the larvae are fully independent upon hatching. Hellbenders reach maturity between five and eight years old and can live up to 15 years in a healthy native habitat. Some hellbenders in managed care have lived twice as long. 
As a primary consumer of crayfish and as a food source for larger fish, the Hellbender is vital to a balanced ecosystem among the many streams and rivers of the eastern United States. Their dependence on clean, clear, and heavily oxygenated flowing water also make them a key indicator species for the habitats where they exist. Unfortunately, due to pollution and toxins entering many waterways, as well as man-made dams interfering with steady water flow and limiting the animals' ability to reach one another during mating season, the hellbender's numbers are on the decline. Accredited zoological facilities such as the Buffalo Zoo, Bronx Zoo, and the Cincinnati Zoo currently participate in conservation programs to oversee breeding and reintroduction of hellbenders back into their native freshwater habitats. Complete transcripts, show notes, and links for this episode are available at AmazingWildlifePodcast.com. There you can find quick links to your favorite podcasting apps like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Be sure to rate and review the show and help support our ongoing broadcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter and share the wonders of the animal kingdom with Amazing Wildlife. Hello friends, my name is Jonah Jackson. I'm the Game Master on Quest Company Jr., an actual play RPG podcast that's fun for the whole family. You can join us for fun adventures in our series, Guardians of Greenwood and Postcards Yo, from Pearl. are you talking about me? Oh, uh, hey Pearl, yeah, I was just about to tell oh, him all oh, about oh, I you. I want to help. My name is Pearl, I'm 10 years old, I'm a super cool Pokemon trainer. My best friend is a seal named Sealy. Or Ord? I'm exploring the Kanoko region to become the very best like no one ever was. Oh, yeah, Kanoko is a brand I'm new region. I'm making a lot of new friends, and I'm trying to take down Team Nasty. Well, those guys are no good. Yeah, they steal Pokemon and turn them into shadow Pokemon. What the heck? Well, if there's anyone who can stop them. It's a 10-year-old who was raised on a cruise ship. Or Ord. Okay, Sealy and I are going to go train. See you later. Bye, Pearl. If you want to follow Pearl's adventures, check out Quest Company Jr. wherever you get your podcasts. Quest Company Jr. Fun at the table, fun for the family. Found throughout most of North America, except the desert regions of the Southwest, beavers inhabit ponds, lakes, rivers and streams, marshes, and adjacent wetland areas. North American beavers have stocky bodies with shades of brown to almost black coats of fur and a broad, flat, scaly tail. Their stocky build enables the beaver to conserve heat. A signature mark of the beaver is its prominent front teeth. These long, visible incisors grow continuously throughout its life and are worn down through daily use. These teeth are self-sharpening and can cut through a branch the size of a person's finger in a single bite. A beaver's teeth are orange in color due to high levels of iron in their enamel. The iron provides for much stronger teeth that are also more resistant to acids and tooth decay. Beavers are herbivores, eating leaves, woody stems, and aquatic plants. Their chief building materials are also their preferred foods, such as poplar, aspen, willow, birch, and maple. Beavers are mainly nocturnal creatures, though with very little light inside their dens, their activities are not always synchronized with normal day and night cycles. Beavers regularly move between land and water environments. Their small front feet are well adapted to working on land. They walk on five digits, grab sticks with their front paws, and have well-developed digging claws. Their larger hind feet are webbed for swimming and lack fur except on the top surface. The hind feet also have a preening toe, the second from the inside with a unique double toenail. Beavers are meticulous groomers. 
They use the preening toe to comb and prevent their fine soft fur from matting to maintain its waterproofing and insulating properties. On land, a beaver's movements can be rather awkward and slow, making them vulnerable to predators. In the water, however, beavers can swim up to six miles per hour. Their large lungs allow them to stay submerged for up to 15 minutes while traveling over half a mile. Whiskers help detect objects around a beaver's face and head, which is especially helpful in narrow passageways and dark water. The beaver's eyes have a thin, transparent membrane called a nictating membrane which aids in visibility and protection underwater, though a beaver's sight is good only for short distances and at close range. Beavers have external, small, and rounded ears with valves that close while submerged. They have a well-developed sense of hearing which aids in detecting possible predators such as coyotes, wolverines, and bears. The shape of a beaver's tail is unique to an individual, but similar among related animals, varying from short and broad to long and narrow. It is hairless and covered with black scales. There is a distinct line between the fur-covered body and the tail, with the fur remaining at full length and density right up to this line. The tail is used as a rudder in swimming and as a balance prop while working on land. The beaver's tail is also used for communication. They will often slap their tail on the water's surface to signal danger when threatened. Beavers are one of the few animals that modify the habitat where they live. Known for building watertight dams comprised of sticks woven with reeds, branches, and saplings, which are then caulked with mud. These dams reduce stream erosion by forming slow-moving ponds which serve as habitats for a wide range of small aquatic life, and also provide water and food for much larger animals. By building dams, beavers create new habitats that can support an incredibly diverse biological community. Beavers also build dome-like lodges that can rise six feet or more and can reach widths more than 35 feet across. Each beaver lodge can have one or more underwater entrances and living quarters are located in the top of the lodge above the water line. Often built away from the shore, these lodges form islands that can only be entered from underwater. The lodge chamber is insulated by walls, sometimes more than a foot thick, and ventilated by a small air hole in the roof called a chimney. Typically, the floor is covered in wood shavings to absorb excess moisture and provide bedding. Beavers spend the summer and fall building dams and gathering and storing food for the winter. Beavers are the largest rodents in North America and the second largest in the world, South America's capybaras being the heaviest. Beavers are 3 to 4 feet in length and weigh between 35 and 65 pounds. According to the Smithsonian's National Zoo, the heaviest beaver on record weighed 110 pounds. Newborn beavers, called kits, weigh about one pound. They take to the water inside the lodge within half an hour after birth. They are skillful swimmers within a week, but are too buoyant to dive at this age. They typically stay close to their mother in the lodge for the first few weeks, and often a female beaver will sit upright to nurse. On land, mothers often carry kits on their broad tails, sometimes even walking erect and holding them in their paws. In the water, kits may rest upon their mother's back. The young remain with their parents for two years, helping with lodge maintenance and raising the next generation of kits until they are usually driven away just before the birth of a new litter. Beavers form strong family bonds. They are social animals, and each group is made up of one breeding pair, believed to mate for life, the newest born kits, and the surviving offspring from the previous year, called yearlings. There may also be one or more sub-adults, two years or older, of either sex from previous breeding seasons. 
these sub-adults generally do not breed. In winter, these family groups live together in their lodge and share food from the common supply. Their family life is based on a hierarchy in which adults dominate yearlings and yearlings dominate kits. North American beavers typically live 10 to 12 years. The oldest on record lived 30 years in human care. You can learn more about animals by planning a visit to your local zoo or aquarium. Many facilities offer annual family memberships, special offers, themed events, and exclusive behind-the-scenes animal encounters with some of the world's most amazing wildlife. Some call it the Thunderbird. Seen as a symbol of power by Native American tribes, the greatly respected creature was believed to bring thunder with the beating of its massive wings. The California Condor. Once known as the California turkey vulture, California condors are a huge species of vulture with a wingspan of up to nearly 10 feet and weigh around 18 pounds. Males are typically larger than females. They are the largest flying land bird in North America and only one of two condor species in the world, the Andean condor of South America being the other. Adults are mostly black with white triangular patches on the underside of their wings. Their head is bald and pink or orange in color. Juveniles are brown with the triangle markings on their wings having dark patches and their head is black. Their wings are designed for soaring rather than flapping flight. By riding air currents, they can soar for hours without even beating their wings. They have been observed flying at altitudes of 15,000 feet and at speeds of up to 55 miles per hour, though they spend more time roosting than flying. All vultures play a vital role in their ecosystem by eating carrion, the remains of deceased animals. This helps reduce the spread of disease among other animals and people. Like other vultures, California condors are scavengers. They don't hunt other animals. They'll eat anything from dead rodents and deer to stranded marine mammals. They will often gorge themselves on two to three pounds of food at a time and can even go several days without eating. The condor seems to prefer fresh carcasses. California condors don't have a good sense of smell like turkey vultures do. Instead, they use their excellent eyesight to find a meal. They have a hooked beak that's used for tearing meat. And while they possess long talons, they have relatively weak feet. Due to their beak shape and talons, they were once classified as falcons. Their featherless head helps prevent the rotting food from sticking to them. After they eat, they'll rub their head on grass or rocks or bathe in water to clean themselves. Their bald head may also aid in regulating their body temperature, and vultures are known to urinate on their legs to cool down, a process called urohydrosis. Condors don't have voice boxes or vocal cords and can only grunt and hiss. They may also gather in large groups around roosts, feedings, and bathing sites. They are generally monogamous and may mate for life. However, if one mate dies, the other will typically find a new mate in a year or two. California condors start breeding at six years of age. The condor females only lay one egg at a time, but may lay a second as a replacement if the first is lost. They exhibit a very slow reproductive cycle as pairs only average one chick every two years. Both parents incubate the egg and take care of the newborn. Incubation lasts nearly two months. The chick will use a sharp point on its beak called the egg tooth to pick open the eggshell but it can take hours or several days to completely hatch. Chicks may fledge as early as five months old. 
California condors can live up to 60 years. They can live in a wide range of habitats, such as mountainous areas, forests, oak savannas, grasslands, and seashores. The California condor once lived along the Pacific coast of North America, from British Columbia to Baja California, Mexico, though fossils suggest they once lived as far as what is now Florida and New York. Habitat loss, poaching, and lead poisoning are some of the things that led to the drastic decline of these incredible birds. California condors nearly went extinct in the 1980s, when only 22 individuals remained, 20 in the wild and two in captivity. Wild eggs were collected and artificially incubated, and in 1983, the San Diego Zoo became the first facility in the world to hatch a California condor in managed care. In 1987, the last bird was brought into human care and a captive breeding program was started in order to hopefully save the species from extinction. Some chicks have been hand-raised by animal care specialists using a puppet that resembles an adult condor. This minimizes the chance of the chick imprinting on humans. By 1992, captive-bred condors were being released into the wild. The birds have also been trained to avoid power lines and people, with more than 40 wild condors having produced viable offspring. Though it has been banned, DDT still poses a threat as condors may eat the remains of contaminated marine mammals, and they still face threats like habitat loss, lead poisoning, and microtrash. Lead poisoning is a big problem for condors as carcasses of animals that have been shot with lead bullets are left behind which can become a tempting meal for these scavengers. The condors may also mistake pieces of plastic, glass, or metal as bone fragments which they often gather for their chicks. Due to the ongoing and exhaustive work of several zoological and avian care facilities, there are now more than 460 California condors in the world with more than half living out in the wild in Southern California, Arizona, Utah, and Baja California, Mexico. Their numbers are increasing. Key facilities at the forefront of the California condor conservation include the Los Angeles Zoo, the Oregon Zoo, Idaho's Peregrine Fund, and the San Diego Zoo. The Thunderbird is once again soaring high over North America as another success story highlighting the importance of supporting your local zoo and their research and conservation programs. Our mission is to inspire a greater awareness of global wildlife species and the importance of animals in the world's ecosystems. Amazing Wildlife is an independently produced program and is not affiliated with any specific zoological organization or facility. You can support our ongoing broadcast by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Join us for more of the world's most fantastic animals on the next Amazing Wildlife. Special thanks to the following organizations for their education, research, and conservation programs that provided information for this episode. The Buffalo Zoo, Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden, Los Angeles Zoo and Botanical Gardens, Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium, the Oregon Zoo, the Peregrine Fund, San Diego Zoo and Safari Park, and the Smithsonian's National Zoo.